0: Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet.
2: Just playing for pride now. And my pride's gone. We're very passionate people here. Um, well. uh, We're ready to come for the W,
0: yeah? These girls will smoke you, man. Yeah.
2: Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough, a weekly news show where we talk about everything from the gaming industry. Uh, I'm delighted to say joining me today are my colleagues Matt Aldus and Jasmine Manan. Uh, hi guys, how are you doing?
0: Doing well, thanks. Thanks for
2: having us on.
1: Yeah, I'm delighted to be here. I'm actually really excited to be doing this show this week.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Me too. Um, I'm uh, going to introduce myself first of all, if if you guys don't mind. Uh, I'm the gaming editor for, for Mirror Gaming. Uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves as well, give a bit of background, uh, that would be great.
0: Yeah,
2: I am. Um, what would what would I be called?
0: The content gaming producer, the gaming content producer. Um, I look after all the short form video for the Mir- Mir- for Mirror Gaming.
1: And um, I am a gaming content creator here for the mirror gaming channel. I do a mixture of like editorial written pieces and video content for mainly short form content at the minute.
2: Cool. thanks very much guys Uh, we've got a lot of really really cool topics to talk about today there's been a lot going on this week in the gaming industry uh the first one is something that i'm particularly passionate about and i'm sure you've all seen over the last couple of days uh the last of us tv show is coming soon it's out monday in the uk on sky atlantic it's going to be amazing by the looks of things because the reviews are in and the reviews are really really positive um if you don't know um The Last of Us uh, TV series will be based on the 2013 video game of the same name, developed by Naughty Dog. The series will follow Joel, who's played by Pedro Pascal of Mandalorian fame. Uh, A smuggler tasked with escorting the teenage Ellie, who's played by Bella Ramsey of Game of Thrones fame. Uh, across the post, post-apocalyptic United States. Um, the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive for, uh, for the TV series. Rob Lean from Radio Times says, The Last of Us is the best video game adaptation of all time. Stephen Kelly from BBC also said, it's the best video game adaptation ever. And Simon Cardin from RGN said that it's a stunning adaptation as well. Um, so, guys, I don't know if you, you've played the game or uh, you've just followed the TV series uh, for now, but what are you expecting from seeing the trailer? Are you excited to to watch the first, season, first se- series on Monday? Jasmine, you go first.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I actually haven't played the game. I um, have seen a ton about it, but I just wasn't really into story games when The Last of Us was, like, really big, so I never ended up playing it um but after seeing like the buzz about the tv show i'm thinking okay maybe i kind of have to play it between now and um when the show comes out right like i don't i know i don't have a lot of time but maybe i need to just kind of like pump it out um i think generally in terms of video game adaptations and stuff like we've seen some amazing shows come out over the past like year or so um so i don't see why this one would be any different like everything that's come out that's been a video game adaptation that i've seen anyway has been like amazing so i'm really really looking forward to seeing what the last of us tv show is going to bring
2: and that's the point of it right it's trying to big people who haven't played the game to play the game again because that's, that's the whole point of the tv show adaptation but um if, if if anyone hasn't seen the trailer where have you been first of all but secondly we, we have a trailer to play you just to familiarize yourself with with the trailer uh, and uh, to give you a bit of a title what to look forward to um so here's the trailer
1: if you don't think there's hope for the world why bother going
0: on you haven't seen the world
1: so you don't know you keep going for family i'm not family no
0: your cargo
2: so important somewhere out west they're working on a cure i think what really impressed them was the fact that i didn't turn into a
1: monster if she so much as twitches <coughs> don't <coughs> I say what I say. You got any advice on the best way west? Yeah, go east.
0: You've come this far, then you know what's out there.
1: You're not gonna scare us. Scared him?
2: Than any of us could have ever imagined.
1: Be careful who you put your faith in. You might not be her father, but you're someone's. You trust me.
2: Chills. it
0: just Chills. looks so good Chills. it just looks so good like i'm so excited for it I'm. I, i've never played the game and i don't know if that ma- i don't know if that puts me in a in a bad spot to be able to say like oh it looks so good but like from a a, a film or tv fan that just looks like i'm watching that i'm watching that 100 percent. i think the the casting is perfect like for for those characters uh for, from what you know the trailer shows i i can't i can't fault it i can't fault any of it i know there's loads of stuff online that's that where people sort of they don't like the fact that spores won't be in it and and things like that but i i think if you read any interviews with the writers they've really thought about it They it's not just a snap decision it's it's like how do we justify this in this series and they spent a long time trying to make the science work based in reality and they came to the conclusion that spores didn't fit in that so whatever they've done to replace it I think I've got confidence is going to be equally as good But it does make me think, like, maybe I'll play the game. Yeah, maybe I will play the game because that (laughs) looks really good.
2: Well, that's what I said to Joe. That's exactly the point of the TV series, isn't it? It's to try and get people interested in in the game and make you want to play the game as well. But I think the most interesting thing for me is just kind of how how creative they'll be with the game and whether they'll follow it to a T or whether they'll change certain things. Uh, You mentioned there about Spores not being in it. I think that was a clear decision that had to be made because... I having spores in the TV series for people who, who haven't played the games spores are obviously airborne uh, bits of gas that infect you and turn you into the characters that you saw in the trailer. Um, if you had spores in the TV series, that means that all the main characters would have to wear masks for most of the TV series, which isn't great for TV. So I can completely understand why, why those have been taken out, but they've been replaced with stuff, something called tendrils. So these little things that crawl along the ground and, and hunt people to infect them. So they've kind of replaced that aspect of it. Um, I think that that's the most interesting thing for me because the game itself is a very kind of linear story and you play certain levels and progress through and, and meet different NPCs and stuff along the way. It'd be really interesting to see if they follow exactly what, what, you, what they do in the first game because obviously there's The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2, so Series 1 will focus more on Part 1. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see whether they almost play through as you do in the game. So that'll be really interesting because we've seen other tv shows not necessarily video game adaptations but kind of uh tv shows that rely on source material i'm thinking game of thrones uh the where they didn't have the final book winds of winter uh and you saw that the last two seasons was poor in comparison to the previous one so it'll be really interesting to see what they did with that source material and if they actually followed it exactly to a t or if they did have some creativity in there but i'm I'm just I'm so excited! I can't wait to watch it. And like I said, I think the, the casting is perfect. I think Pedro Pascal has just got that kind of, that kind of, that personality of that raw emotion and that kind of really hurt character that you see in the video games, but also has has that kind of heart to him as well. Uh, I thought that was really important. And from the reviews as well, um, everyone's saying that Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey, is the perfect casting and and she shines in this. So everything I've seen uh from reviews and trailers um yeah i just i just can't wait uh i don't know jasmine if you've got any anything further to add from from that
1: um i just think that the good thing about it from the trailer is that like uh, me and matt if you haven't played the game you don't need to have played the game to still enjoy consuming the content um even as a standalone like you could probably just watch it and really enjoy it like it's such a good piece of media that you don't need to, to know sort of like what's going on. You don't need that background. Um, but then still as someone who has played the game, I'm sure that while you're watching, there'll be like tons of Easter eggs, things that you'll pick up on that will make you like sort of feel satisfied as a viewer knowing, okay, yeah, I played the game and they did this and they, they did this. And and like I feel like from both ends of the spectrum, you can still enjoy watching the TV show. So I think that's like done so well.
0: I think the the thing with video game adaptations is you've always got a split crowd, haven't you? Because you've got you've got the people that are, are really big fans of of the game in its original form, and then you've got people that are fans of TV and and film that you're trying to attract, and and it's a must be a really really difficult balance to to meet um, to sort of please both sides, and. I think one thing um that was interesting about Bella Ramsey and her um her sort of journey playing playing Ellie is that she was told I I read this um th- about 2 days ago um on on a I can't remember where it was but it was it was a, a reputable um sort of film and TV website uh she was told not to play the game because she hadn't really played it before because they didn't want her performance and interpretation of Ellie to be brought from the game directly and just sort of be copied. They, want, they knew she was a good actor. They knew that she would do a really good job, and they wanted her to be able to sort of bring an originality to the character. Um, and I think that that is, it feels like a dangerous call, but when you've got the right actors on board, it's definitely the right call so'm yeah. I'm really I'm really interested to watch it, and I'm really interested to play the game and sort of see where those differences are
2: yeah, because I saw people uh, moaning on social media about spores not being in the game, and you just have to look at it from a TV perspective and say, okay well how do they how do they get spores in there in an organic way where um, the cast don't have to the characters in the in the TV series don't have to wear masks all the time it just it just can't, it just can't happen for that for that um for the, them to be able to tell that story with that medium so there's always that kind of thin line with 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 uh tv shows uh, and films and that are adapted off other source materials um and that, that got me thinking that kind of other games that have been turned into tv shows and films and what what you you guys uh, have liked in the, in the past obviously you've got the big ones like tomb raider assassin's creed uh pokemon halo uncharted prince of persia uh Cyberpunk Edge Runners, World of Warcraft, Resident Evil, Mario Brothers, obviously with Chris Pratt as, as Mario, whether you like that or not. Uh Arcane, which is the League of Legends adaptation, Sonic Fallout, um Sonic and Fallout as well. Um based on those previous ones, do you think that The Last of Us could be the best video game adaptation ever or do you do you particularly like any of the ones that I've mentioned there or not mentioned?
1: Um I'm going to say I know you're going to I... say arcane, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, I um, I think I have a bit of bias because I've obviously been like a League of Legends player for like a decade now, but even like just watching Arcane from a purely like just OK, this, I'm going in this as like non-biased, it was one of the best TV shows I have ever, ever watched. It won awards. It was so amazing. Um, and you don't need to have played the game. You don't need any investment in the characters or anything to watch that piece of media and enjoy it. And I know that is the case with like most game adaptations, as Matt was saying. Like, but Arcane was just so beautifully done. Like, even just the story in it the the depth that they go to like stretch out the characters so you really feel connected to them the like animation in it was beautiful like it was so so insane just like anyone that's watching right now that hasn't watched arcane like please go and watch it season 2 is meant to be coming out really soon like i i actually can't wait to to see where it goes after what they've done with season 1 um and I obviously seen it has it. some you haven't no please no. go and watch it it's so good it genuinely is one of the best tv shows i have ever watched like regardless of video game adaptations or anything just generally it's such a great show please go and I, watch I,
0: it. i'll give it i'll give it a crack i think the thing that i i have that i don't know it's a weird little thing in my head where i struggle with anything sort of um fantasy based or or like I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. <laughs> <There are> exceptions <laughs> to the rule, but but. I mean, both um,
2: video games are uh, fantasy yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sports. I
0: think I think this is why, like, for me, for someone like me, I I would say I would say it could The Last of Us could well be a a, a definite frontrunner because I I don't I can't recall anything that is like so good that I I I'm like ah nothing can ever take its place. So because I'm not like, but that it kind of leaves out a bunch for me because I, I, I'm very bad at like giving anything fantasy based, uh, like a, a chance, you know, and, <laughs> and that's bad. Like that's, that's my fault. <laughs> I get that. I take that responsibility, but I, I, I just can't do it. Um, and the last of us is, is something that is based in reality, based in the real world. Um, it's, it's, obviously got its uh, sort of sci fi elements. But I like that like sort of I'm always drawn to that sort of dystopian, uh, mysterious kind of you know, that I remember. That's exactly when walking, what Arcane is. Dead. Okay, well maybe I'll watch <laughs> it and really um, like it.
1: I think Arcane is like when you think of League of Legends, you do think fantasy, but Arcane is way more like it's like a dystopian um, sort of future where there's like sort of two civilizations, one underground and one above ground. And it's all about like the differences between them. And it's, I think it's so great. We've got a comment on screen. I think them doing Arcane as an animation was a very good move. Literally like the animation of it like only deepens the story because you can like the, the way that they animate it makes it's so obvious that the difference between the two like different environments and stuff um another example which also isn't fantasy i don't know if you guys have watched is cyberpunk edge runners i never played cyberpunk but i really really enjoyed cyberpunk edge runners did you either of you guys watch that
2: no no i haven't to be honest it's been on my list for ages because it's really good yeah i saw all the the reviews on it and obviously how it's kind of made it's given sidepunk like another lease of life almost yeah hundred um, percent yeah people come into the game and obviously that coincided with all the fixes that have been done for the game as well so mm-hmm. um that's a, another way of putting a tv series towards putting other people towards the game i suppose which is really interesting um, but yeah thank you so much Rebecca for your comment um as, as Jasmine read out um, she also Rebecca also said the, ca- the casting for Joel is so good yeah i think we, we <laughs> yeah, could really i agree, I on agree that. with that yeah. agree. uh Michelle's all, all, also in the chat giving uh, giving matt a love as well um so say hello matt to, uh, to thanks. Michelle. thanks michelle uh, <laughs> uh, yeah just to remind you obviously we are live so if you want to drop any comments uh feel free on anything we're discussing we'd love to hear from you and uh, we can always take questions and stuff and answer the end you know, of the show if you like uh and please drop a like and subscribe as well if you haven't that would be really helpful uh as well um i mean for me uh i, I just remember watching tomb raider when i was like younger with, like lara croft and angelina Jolie. um i just I, I really enjoyed that when i when i was younger um that
0: was but, the big uh, one for me that I yeah. I can remember. Yeah, like that.
2: Yeah. I'd never the, watched the... that. Oh really? But
1: then I think maybe I was I... too young.
2: There was two <laughs> who... as well. the The first one was really good. The second one wasn't as good, but the first one was 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 really good. I, I loved the it. games,
1: but I just yeah. never watched the the show.
2: Who, we've we've did, the, who did the now. reboot? <laughs>
0: who did the reboot? Because it was re, it was obviously rebooted and recast. Was, yeah, and I thin, thought she yeah. played a better Lara
2: Croft than Angelina, mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie.
1: I feel like that um, might be controversial. Maybe. Uh, Will, producer,
2: I... shout out to Will, producer. Uh, hi, Will. Uh, he says Alicia <laughs> Vikander played to uh, yeah, played right. Lara Croft. Um, thanks for that, Will. Appreciate it. Will's in the. Yeah, I think she did a out. really good job of playing Lara, <laughs> Lara Croft. <laughs> Cool. Talking of uh, a good job or or bad job, um, also another video game adaptation that's coming to our screens very soon is the Dungeons & Dragons film, which will be coming in a few minutes' time, starring Hugh Grant, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Chris Pine, sorry, not Chris Pine, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be like that is either going to be brilliant or terrible there's no in between it's either going to be sensational or terrible um i've watched the trailer it looks okay i don't know what yeah, that's i think be like.
0: i think when you watch a trailer and it's just it looks okay it's always like a bit of a tell yeah. i'm sort of in on the side of caution with this one i mean i'm not yeah. i'm not the biggest uh dungeons and dragons fan so I wouldn't be the the authority on it, (laughs) in terms of films, that cast feels a bit cheesy. Mm. Like to me, just so we just have to see, see and and and, yeah, uh, yeah, then
1: I feel like it is a good representation of the game, though, like Dungeons and Dragons is either really, really great or like really terrible when you're playing it. I've never played it, but just from watching other people play it, it's either great or like terrible so <laughs> i think i feel like the movie can accurately represent yeah. that i guess yeah
2: yeah well if, if the if the movie doesn't do great there has also been a tv series ordered by paramount who also did the recent halo tv series so there's a tv series coming soon so there'll be uh, yet another adaptation of of that um another obviously tv series has been ordered this time by prime video is a uh, god of war um of which uh we've done a few TikToks on uh matt has been doing a few TikToks on on our, our mirror gaming tick um so go and check that out uh if you haven't already because they're sensational um <laughs> because he uh did a god of war cast in tick uh every character as tom holland which was really fun because yeah i mean everything listen um, i thought
0: it was legitimate news at the time <laughs>
1: i'm sure you did i'm sure you did those leaked images you found totally didn't photoshop them yourself. i definitely didn't spend (laughs) a
0: a whole two days photoshopping them yeah
2: nope um so yeah uh in in more serious who would you want to see play kratos because obviously there's been been a bit of discussion about it um with the the guy who played it uh, it played him in the in the game obviously a lot of people want him to play it. and yeah christopher
1: judge yeah christopher Judge. i I mean
0: Personally, I, I like I, Christopher Judge. I want Christopher Judge to play play him. Um, I'm exactly the exact
1: same. I think so too. He, yeah.
0: Although what we were saying about The Last of Us, like with with like casting and and things like that, it's just like it's not always the right way to go when you're adapting something for TV. I think Christopher Judge would be brilliant on the fact that he is, uh, he is a, a, a good actor, but yeah, albeit being in a few terrible films. Um. One of which i watched the other day which was awful but but he is an actor and he is he is a good actor um and he's clearly proven his his worth with the games and i think he he would do a fantastic job i mean if we if we were saying christopher judge off the table completely i'd kind of probably be airing around like dave batista some someone that that has the look, but also has proven that he is a versatile actor as well.
2: Yeah, with his Marvel contract coming to an end, obviously with the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, uh, him playing Dra- Drax in that that's coming to an end shortly, so he'll be free of commitment so maybe maybe that turn turn into something matt um maybe it will be tom holland after all this <laughs> <I imagine laughs> <it>. maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe prime video um i've seen that and and thought you know what let's uh let's bu- 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 bulk him up a bit yeah uh, and get him get him in but uh no i think i mean I'd, i mean i don't know vin diesel is shouting out to me Oh, that's a good shout!
1: I didn't even think of that. I feel like he's got the look, like Matt was saying, but I don't yeah. know I about think the he's personality. Only got the look in, he's got the
0: look in, <laughs> as far as he's got a bold head. Like that's that's. <laughs> I don't see it myself. I don't see Vin Diesel myself. I mean, there's gonna be a bunch of bunch of people that can play that role, um, but um, but I I think it needs to be somebody that is
2: i'm just thinking of him in Riddick. i think tom hardy would
0: like would do a good job like i because we we know he can bulk up quick we've seen it before uh we know that he is a insanely good actor so Mm. um and lewis just said do you think uh jason momoa would be good i think he could could do that role as well um yeah yeah like i
2: said I, i only said vin diesel because um of his performances in riddick um, I just think yeah. that's quite a similar type of, you know, that kind of anti-hero Riddick was a type. long time ago now, though. True, true. He can pull it out the back again, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> um, yeah, we've had a few comments since uh, since we, we last uh, did a few run through. So uh, uh, welcome, Tom, Tom to the to the chat as well. Uh, Michelle said, I only know Dungeons & Dragons because of the Big Bang Theory. Yep. Uh, that's a, a lot What a lot of people say uh, <laughs> lewis was not a fan of the dungeons and dragons trolley i don't think you're alone there um sky Rifter says they're missing jack black on the cast for dungeons and dragons that's a good shout actually mm. i think he'd be it'd be really good uh tom says has to be christopher judge right yeah i think we're uh, uh i think we're all agreement on that um gg again says uh hey matt as well so uh say hello to, to gg matt um and, Hello, uh, Gigi. yeah and uh, she also said that's an interesting take lewis about jason momoa as well so thank you so much for all your comments please keep them coming in as we talk about other things and uh i think we'll move on to our next topic we've got so many good topics to talk about today so we'll get through them uh quick quickly as possible uh with all our spicy takes um <laughs> Wanted to talk about the games we're looking forward to in 2023. 2022 was quite slow in terms of releases um, because of, there was a lot of kind of delays and stuff, and some of the big games were delayed until this year. So hopefully, we should get a few big releases. Some of the things we're expecting this year are Hogwarts Legacy, The Day Before, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of a Kingdom. All oh, that's that's my personal favourite. Uh, Redfall and Starfield as well. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Minecraft Legends, Forza Motorsport, Marvel's Wolverine, and Kirby's Return to dreamland deluxe jasmine did you add that one on at the end because i i didn't add that one to the document did you add that one yes yes i did (laughs) i
1: I added the last two on there i did you missed (laughs) them out they're important
2: (laughs) are they are they the ones that you're most looking forward to this year
1: um i not particularly marvel's wolverine i'm not really big into marvel as i say that i realized maybe i shouldn't have said that publicly on our <laughs> podcast <laughs> um but yeah i'm just not a big like marvel fan but kirby's return to dreamland like i just love seeing um remasters of old games and and characters um kirby's always been a big favorite of mine as everyone can see big fan of the color pink so i was like oh look big pink circle absolutely loved him as a character as a kid still main him in smash today. Like, so I love seeing remasters and stuff of old games. It's it's insane. Um, I am also looking forward to The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not going to go too much into it because I know Nathan's going to have quite a bit to say there, but I've never played a Legend of Zelda game. Um, so What? I didn't know. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah I haven't. Um, I don't know why. I just kind of like never played one. And then I really wanted to play. Um, what was the one that came out recently on the switch? uh breath of the wild that's the one i wanted to play that that and was then, about then...
2: three years ago but yeah the recent one
1: well yeah it was recent in terms Recent-ish. of Zelda games yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. True. yeah i yeah. i've literally since that came out so like sort of start of pandemic i was like yeah i'm gonna play that during the pandemic and never did so yeah. i just haven't ever played a Zelda game might as well start now you're yeah. always talking it up to me. Why would I not?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we can we can stream it on the N64. I mean, Ocarina of Time, I think, is is still the goat for me. Just just over Breath of the Wild. But um, Tears of the Kingdom looks Tears of the Kingdom looks absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to play that. But to be honest, it's not the game that I'm most looking forward to. Even though, I Ooh, which one when I was. I
0: Starfield.
2: Starfield yeah, that's the one everyone's talking
0: about, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's, for me when no man's sky was announced and the promises that were made with that in terms of it was going to be an open world space exploration game with uh yeah. an indescribable indescribable amount of planets that are procedurally generated you could visit them there was no loading screens settlements all this kind of stuff when i got the game it was such a disappointment i know there's been updates to it recently, so before you go off in the chat about because I know there's been updates recently and it is a much better game from release but I'm still looking for that type of like Star Trek Star Warsy type game where it's like fully like a fully immersed world populated world with different planets and different civilizations and traveling to different ones because No Man's Sky is great but the, the storyline and the way it's played, it, it just didn't it didn't fill that that void for me. That that what I was expecting, it didn't quite hit the mark for me. So Starfield uh, already has more lines of dialogue in it than than loads of previous games uh, that they've released before. Um, so I'm I'm just I'm just really looking forward to just that kind of huge sci-fi open world spaceship traveling to different planets thing i think that's just something where i could just get lost in it for for hours um does that sound like your bag matt i
0: i mean i'm certainly intrigued by it because of because there's so much hype around it but it's probably not like not the one that i'm looking forward to the one i'm looking forward to which might may surprise you and i'm even considering buying the console for it is zelda legends legends
1: really you're considering wow. buying a nintendo switch for it
0: yeah like wow like I, i'm really 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 excited as to like this could be my entry into the world of zelda because that's one of the things as as like somebody who is kind of like a a gaming baby like I, I, i've not <laughs> been gaming for that long um it feels like that is a rites of passage move mm-hmm. like and i feel like i need to experience that and so i am looking forward to that quite a bit um i think the other one i mean the other one that i i really want to get excited about but i'm just not because i'm i may be joining jasmine here on saying things that you regret but
1: <laughs> i'm not a
0: harry potter fan um so i i want oh. to i want to be able to enjoy the the hogwarts legacy because of because of the it just looks amazing but i'm just not a harry potter fan mm. so i don't know if i would ever be able to sort of drum up the 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 motivation to to spend real life money on a harry mm. potter thing mm. um but yeah zelda zelda is zelda and starfield are probably the ones that i'm most intrigued about that zelda i definitely want to play um and starfield i'm i'm intrigued
2: that's really so you're doing a star wars or zelda and you're playing the the oldest ones first and then going going back to the
0: i would probably ones. play i would probably play like tears of a kingdom i'd I'd let be my entry and then i'd probably go back and play the <laughs> rest back. once once i'd because that's the, what i'm excited about right so yeah. playing that as i'm excited will help get me into that world and then
2: i'm I'll, I'll probably be more inclined to to go back yeah. and play the other game i'm genuinely so happy right now that you said that i, did, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't i didn't know you were gonna say that but that, Mate, that the trailer really looks happy. so
0: good
1: uh, you've been yeah now for so yeah. long
2: so long I'm, I'm just finally glad that you were uh, that you you're gonna get into it that's really really the really graphics nice and of
1: environment of it like just look yeah. like it's like a whole reason to play in itself, aside from even the story and, and everything else. Like, literally, I, I'm a big fan of beautiful games. So um, <laughs> I I really am looking forward to trying it. Um, and in terms of Starfield as well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned No Man's Sky, because that's a big reason why I wanted to get into like a Starfield-esque game. Um, when I was looking for like open world space games, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Astroneer. Yeah. Um, yeah like the sandboxy spaceman game that was the closest i got to like fulfilling the void that no man's sky left behind um so i'm hoping that starfield will do that for me too
2: there was just nothing to do in Ashton here. I just got bored after a bit. I was just like, what? I think what it's because I played
1: it um, with my partner and we just kind of like went around messing around and sticking wheels yeah. to certain things and like trying to make a car work and it wouldn't work. And it was just like, it was really fun to mess around with. Um, but obviously, you sort of hit that wall where you're like, okay, there's not a story, there's not anything to do other than sort of mess around in a sandbox. So what do you yeah. do then? Um, and yeah. after we hit that wall, we were kind of like, yep. Yeah, we're done now. Yeah.
2: Well, um, tell us what you're looking forward to um, in the chat. What, what's your favourite game of 2023? What are you most looking forward to playing? There's a few more comments. Gigi thinks I should be forced to play No Man's Sky again. Thanks for that, uh, GG um she's also worried that starfield is promising too much traveling around the universe planet hopping seems like it's bound to go wrong yeah that that's that's Mm -hmm. about right yeah Um, skyrifter says star citizen over starfield i'm really hoping like eight years of development doesn't ruin the game the current gameplay looks crazy yeah i know star citizen is another one that i haven't played heard a lot about but i'm just a bit about the development cycle and how long it's been in development um shell is also in the chat hi shell she says i don't know how i feel about matt not liking harry potter um so there's a (laughs) (laughs) you're full of revelations today matt um but yeah tell, tell us in the chat what games you're most looking forward to in in 2023 uh and we can call out some of the most interesting ones but i really appreciate that um Cool. So I think we've gone through that topic. Um, Jasmine, I know you wanted to talk about the NVIDIA news. Tell us tell us about that. Oh,
1: goodness. It's time to get me started. Okay, so um, I think I'll start off with a little explanation just for anyone that's not too familiar with like NVIDIA and graphics cards. So the NVIDIA RTX 4070 Ti launched on January 5th, which was last week, um, after it was announced at CES on January 3rd. So it was a very small timeframe between when it was announced and when it was released. Um, The card ended up being a repackaged version of the 4080 12GB graphics card from NVIDIA, which was unlaunched. Back in October, um, people were really disappointed with the specifications of that card, so NVIDIA basically like went, yeah, we're going to can it, and unlaunched um, it. And now they've repackaged it, renamed it, it's exactly the same card, and they've released it as the 4070 Ti. It was, a men- it was meant to retail for $900 um, when it was named the 4080 12GB version. Um, but then, when it announced as the 4070 Ti, it was knocked down $100. So I was really excited. I thought, "Yep, we're getting great performance here for $100 cheaper than we expected." And then, when the reviews came out, I was so disappointed. Um, as a very big Nvidia fan, someone who is Team Green, um, I think the the reception from the 4070 Ti has literally like shattered my heart. This was gonna be like the mid-tier card that I wanted to go for myself personally. Um, and to, to see that response was was horrible. Um, and then to make matters worse on release, you couldn't even find the card for a retail cost of um, 799. It ended up being closer to $850, which is like so expensive for a graphics card. Um, so yeah, what were your guys' opinions, uh, if you have any on the uh, performance and benchmarking that we've seen so far of the 47 tto i
2: think they tried to i mean they yeah. unlaunched it because they knew that they'd underspec it because they're trying to they're trying to push it to more people with with a higher name when it just didn't meet that performance i think nvidia just trying to have their cake and eat it because not only have they pushed the prices of their gpus up from the next generation which goes against everything that, that it's the tech industry should do. You should have some sort of price limit on certain things, but they've also knocked the performance down or not had the big imp- performance improvements that, that you'd want from a game, So uh, from a graphics card. So, for example, the 3070 Ti, which is the repl- the previous generation of card, was 599 recommended retail price. You're looking at an extra 200 um, and it just doesn't have the performance to, to warrant that increase. I think obviously the... The pandemic with the uh, did, didn't help with that as well, and there was a massive shortage of graphic cards, which, which po- put the pro- price of the cards right up. And um, a lot of mining people use it for mining Bitcoin and things and other other crypto currencies, so that pushed it up. And they've looked at that at what the price was when they were most you know in demand, and thought, oh, we can we can get away with that now. We could just put the price up and people still buy it. And I, th- I think the tides turn a little bit, and I think they're a bit a bit slow to react to that. Maybe they've misread the economy or misread the the customer demand for these cards, but I just feel like it's 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 a bit of a risk to do this now. With you've got the new AMD cards and the new Intel cards that are only going to get better, um, and better price to performance than than Nvidia. Are we going to see more gamers go to Team Red or Team Blue with their GPUs? Uh, I know that's something you've been thinking about a lot, Jasmine, over recent weeks. Um, will we make this switch to Team Red?
1: Um, I have been team green since I've had a PC. I have always, always, always been a Intel and NVIDIA combo, you know, Intel CPU, NVIDIA GPU, and I've never ever felt the need to, to stray away from that. Um, even before I got my first PC, I used to sit on PC parts picker and like pick out the different things that I'd want to have in my computer. And I always, always like never even considered AMD. I was just like, nope, that's not for me. I'm never gonna put an AMD card in my machine, but, seeing um, the recently released Radeon RX 7900 XT and XTX which was announced at the beginning of December which are essentially AMD's response to sort of like the 1490 slash 4080. Like those cards were much cheaper than Nvidia's options and I, I might get some backlash for saying this but they were way better like the performance was Um, sort of matching the cards from Nvidia for a much lower price point. So like, why would I not swap to Team Red? And um, given that they're releasing some amazing CPUs very soon as well, it it feels like it's the perfect time to just swap over fully to AMD. Um, I've never used AMD before though, so I'm still not sure. Like, I just feel hesitant. I want to stay with what I'm familiar with, but who knows?
2: I think the yeah. reason why you've been team green for so long is because there's been no competition nvidia have had so much of the the gpu industry for so long like they've dominated and amd gpus for a long time have been a bit of a laughing stock because nvidia just know that they can't match the performance um but now there's actual competition from intel and amd i'm just we're just going to see innovation i mean look at what happened with cpus intel were top for so long amd came in and smashed them out the park with the 5000 series Um, and there's you you see intel fighting back and then all of a sudden there's these huge uplifts in performance and that's what competition does so competition can only be good for for the gpu market um as well uh, for consumers as well driving the price down
0: yeah i think it's just kind of it it gets to a point where i'm just kind of over it now i'm I'm over graphics cards now like it, it, it it's happened with so so like it's a, just a repeat um, seems like it's been on quite a long good stretch for Nvidia for a long time. And like you say, I think, I think there's now a uh, valid competition and because of the, the GPU shortage and prices being extortionate, it feels like it's the same as like petrol prices, right? Like they go up and then they drop down a little bit, but they're still way more expensive than it, they were before and i just don't i'm like that frustrates me because that feels dishonest to me that feels like you're not just putting it down to to where it was because the the pressure has been alleviated and so i do think it it's nvidia trying to have their cake and eat it a little bit and i do think that with all the work um amd have done with their cpus i don't think their gpus are gonna be far behind and, and before long you're gonna have a fully optimised um option with using like all all um all a AMD GPUs, CPUs and whatnot. Um so yeah, I'm just I'm just it just feels like they're trying they are trying to have the cake and eat it and and not really deliver what we've sort of were promised.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a comment from Jim Tendo. Uh, hi, hi, mate. Um, in the chat, he says, "I'm X Team Blue, but since my Red Machine, I don't think I could go back." Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly what what we were talking about. I mean, competition is going to be better for consumers. The more competition, the more price comes down, and then the more options for for people. That as well. is it,
0: though, right? Like the more competition, the healthier the market. Like for in yep. terms of a consumer, because the fact that you have people fighting back, you have these companies fighting back. It's just it's just it, it's almost refreshing to see but i just don't think we're not at the point where there is like stable competition maybe maybe with amd more so but like it would be really great if everybody could get to a point where they are really just like battling um and and you know nvidia can't ignore amd or even I intel think... like if it, if intel can can sort of raise their game on the gpu yeah. front
1: i think that I think what you're saying is actually happening for the first time in sort of the history of the GPU market. For the first time, we are seeing AMD release cards which are competing and surpassing cards that have been brought out by NVIDIA um, in sort of like benchmark tests in performance. Um, so it means that NVIDIA finally have to step up their game. And I think it's a bit late now because obviously the cards are already going to have been developed. They're already going to be sort of on the... Um, going to be manufactured already so it's too late for them to to rectify the the mistakes that they've made in assuming that oh yeah amd probably aren't going to release anything um, worthwhile again but then they have Um, it's it's just been like this vicious cycle with nvidia over the past sort of decade generally with graphics cards anyway Um, the 10 series was one of the best uh, graphics cards that they've launched i still use a 10 series in my machine now Um, and it's been seven years and the 10 series was such a great and well-received line of graphics cards Um, and then you get to the 20 series which was just really poorly received didn't meet expectations at all and then you come to the 30 series which although was affected by like um, scalping prices were like really, really off the charts, stock was low. It was still a really great line of graphics card that delivered the performance that that we would expect from a company like NVIDIA who had the graphics card market cornered at the time. Um, And now obviously we go back down to see the 40 series, which is just like not up to scratch of of where you'd expect from a company like NVIDIA. So I feel like right now our only hope is to wait for the the 50 series, which will come out in a few years time. since that's how it's always been with nvidia when the first 20 series gpus came out and were really bad everyone was like oh we'll wait for the mid-tier cards to come out Oh, we'll wait for the low-end cards to come out like maybe they the rest of the series is fine and it just didn't end up being fine and that's what it feels like is, is history is repeating itself with this 40 series um and this time around there's actually competition so people don't have to settle like they did with the 20 series people can actually make the switch to AMD. And then I feel like um, like what you were saying, Matt, about having a fully red machine, you can be like, oh, do you know what? This AMD graphics card was way better than I expected. Why don't I actually give the CPUs a try? And then it will just end up fully converting so many gamers like PC gamers to AMD side, which I can already feel is happening to me. I, I know that I wanna upgrade my PC so badly. And I've gone from looking at Intel in video combinations to just being like, Do you know what, let me just go full AMD. Like, why, why would I not right now in the current like, market?
2: Yes, that's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> I like to hear. Uh, we've got a few a few comments in the chat um, as well about the games that people are most looking forward to. Thank you so much for, for your comments. Um, Dan Russell says Hollow Knight Silksong. Uh Good choice. Um, Rebecca says, I'm not sure if they're still coming out with the second game of the Wolf Among Us anytime soon, but I love that game. Yeah, that's a, that's a good game. Uh, Shell says she wanted, wants to play Sonic Frontiers that came out at the end of last year. Um, Some really cool games there. And then Shell says, uh, I would normally say Marvel over Harry Potter, but they've never got a Marvel game right. The gameplay is always pants uh yeah i know i know how you feel uh, although the recent marvel game was pretty good midnight Suns, from what uh the reviews that i read uh thank you so much for your comments please keep them coming in and we'll read uh we'll read them out as the show goes on uh talking to scalping jasmine because i know you uh you mentioned scalping in 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 your last uh last little chat there Mm -hmm. the ps5 shortage is over according to playstation ceo jim ryan uh he announced at ces that december was the biggest month ever for ps5 console sales uh resellers were listing the ps5 for as high as a thousand pounds at peak when you couldn't get them um so let us know if you've got a PS5. Did you find it easier to get one now if you actually had to pay a scalper? Um, I think Jasmine's put this in here because I didn't put this in here, but it says Matt lost his marbles and paid for a scalp console and then never used it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the actual retail cost of the digital console comes in at £360. Uh, this was up to uh, 480 in the U.K., uh, as well. Is is picking up a PS5 even worth it? Matt, I'll let you go with that one because all right, uh, you've got all a right. unique perspective. Uh, Jasmine's <laughs> given you a little bit of a dig there. Uh, really <laughs> giving Fine. me a
0: dig. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I do want to ask I just want to ask one question Where's my PS5 right now?
1: Okay, it's in my living room, <laughs> I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> I I I do have your PS5 now but it, that only solidifies my point that you never yeah. use it.
0: <laughs> no, no. I so I I really wanted like I was I'm in an hour in about Xbox PS5. I've, I like the only consoles I've ever really owned like and I've not owned many like I've only really owned the PS4. Um and then when the PS5 came out I was like I want one but I will wait and then it got to a point where I really wanted to play NBA 2K 2022. Which was the first next next gen game that they had of the NBA 2K series, Um, and so I I decided to take the hit. I found the I don't this is a contradictory of terms, but I found the nicest scalper I could find, (laughs) who wasn't scalping to an enormous price like some people were, um, and bought one. And I did think that I got delivered bricks when it came because it, it didn't feel right but um but it was a ps5 i played nba 20 uh 2k 2022 for about 30 minutes decided it was really bad and then never played the ps5 again <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh what i would like to say uh sh- should be described as having more money than sense although i don't have more money that than sense i i just (laughs) i i just have so little sense that i will spend money that's not mine to to buy products at an extortionate rate well
2: thanks but yeah thanks for that there you go there's (laughs) an explanation there's a rundown of what happened Yeah, I think uh, Mahin in the in the chat is uh, also the same thing. He said, even though the PS5 shortage is over, the shortage of money in my wallet is still going strong. <laughs> yeah, we we feel you there. We feel you. uh, uh GG is uh bragging in the chat. I pre-ordered <laughs> and got mine at launch. Ah, good for you. Uh, well well done. done. Well done. Well done. Should we all clap for GG? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, great great work there. Great work. Great work. Um, uh, she also I do want to ha- say uh, oh go sorry on. go on, go on. She, no, she also wonders how many people are still stuck with the warehousing of PS5 now there's a ton of them out there so all the scalpers uh, who's sitting there with PS5s in their living rooms and then can't sell them? That that is also potential. That also makes you feel quite quite um, warm it inside. It makes just feel Skype better. A, yeah, yeah, that yeah, they're just kind of struggling to sell them. That, uh, I so, think sorry, at the Jack, bare go.
1: minimum they can sell them for retail price, though, right? So they're not going to like lose Make their them money. Them yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's. I don't yeah. know if that's a win or not. <laughs>
0: you had to you had yeah. to put a downer on that one, didn't you?
1: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, but what I was yeah. going to say is that um, with. Picking up a PS5 like Matt was saying there are so many games that are exclusive to the PS5 you get like God of War Ragnarok Which one game of the year um, or PS5 game of the year Marvel's spider-man Mars Morales and Horizon Forbidden West and there are like tons more those were just the three that immediately came to mind when I was thinking about it Um, so like does that do those titles make picking up a PS5 more worth it, or or do you think that it's just like, eh, I could take it or leave it. I think it did uh,
2: because this year is yeah. going to be a big year for Microsoft and Xbox with Redfall and Starfield, and 2022. Everyone knows it's a really slow year for Xbox and Microsoft. Uh, they didn't have many first party exclusives. It was. It was quite a, a short year for them um there was a lot of sony exclusive like god of war ragnarok for example and miles and horizon forbidden west That had a lot of success with that but in 2023 with starfield and redfall and the um activision blizzard deal and call of duty potentially mm. game pass i'm not sure what what the latest is on that but it just it's leaning towards the xbox a bit especially with as the cheaper well, yeah. console the uh, series s if you just want 1080p gaming there's a a really cheap option there uh a 250 quid i mean we sort of under 200 pounds near black friday um yeah. that just seems like a, a bargain compared yeah to a, a ps5 I, I
0: i i would lean towards more towards xbox um nowadays just just with all the announcements and and the clear amount of focus they're putting in on their uh g- like gaming library and um, I know PS5 has has their version of it as well, but I just think that if you were gonna if you were gonna compare the two at the moment, I would say Xbox Xbox is Netflix and 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 uh, and PS5 is Amazon Prime like video. Ooh, that's what I would then. say. Pretty wow, I, that's, that's got, a
1: big opinion.
0: <laughs> I've got both of them. I, I've I've got Netflix and, and God of War's on Prime. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, there you go. Uh, but like, but that's that's just. I just think that there's gonna be so much in the coming year, yeah. And next, probably next, like three to five years, we're just gonna probably see Xbox's gaming library go from strength to strength. And yeah. I feel like PlayStation have to do a lot to keep up with that. Uh, that's so. That's just that's just my my sort of prediction at the moment for me personally definitely definitely if i could do it all again i would have gone xbox
1: yeah i think um i recently was thinking about picking up a console so i was kind of like weighing up my options and it just feels like silly to get a ps5 when i could get an xbox um but xbox is so much cheaper as well and it just feels like maybe it's because i'm obviously more used to pc and i'm already sort of like use xbox game pass and stuff like that it feels like yeah why would i not get an xbox over getting a ps5 um but i I was gonna say oh yeah you know nathan's got some bias with all the xboxes behind him but he's actually like i agree with him 100 percent here i think xbox is gonna take it this year
2: yeah plus the if you buy a ps5 you basically got a very expensive router look alike on your desk.
1: Yeah, um, it is quite ugly, isn't it? I <laughs> yeah.
2: Well Matt wouldn't know know because
1: he, he didn't I haven't seen it. it in years. have <laughs> <laughs> uh, stolen but... it from him.
2: <laughs> uh Shell Shelly's definitely team team green. She's always felt the Xbox is better, or there's some games of her PS only. The controller doesn't sit right in my hand, so you've got the, both the Xbox S and series uh, series S and Series X. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's um It changes, doesn't it, as you... I mean, I'm going to sound really old now, but it changes as you get older, the console that you have, because I based all my console decisions when I was younger on what my friends had, because you could only play with the friends on that platform. But now there's cross-platform, there's so much more choice available for for people and the different exclusives. And I I, I think it's a a much closer decision nowadays than it it maybe was. And there's not that kind of diverse diversity that you would get in... um, you know in the different games maybe not diversity but the you know the, the shred the different amount of games so you no, know, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see if the now the ps5 shortage is over if if they'll sell loads more or or it'll go more towards xbox but obviously it's uh it's a bit uh, uh Gigi says you have a free ps5 oh, yeah, I a free? Me, oh, yeah i do
1: because she's got mine <laughs> <laughs> i course, will say so on I'll the controller front um, so I for years used an Xbox controller obviously like with my PC and since I've got Matt's um, PS5 I literally have my PS5 controller on my desk and I use it with my PC instead like I find the PS5 controller so much more comfortable to hold oh really it's like natural. that's actually yeah. the
0: opposite for me really I, like, so yeah so the, when I got the PS5 and I got the controller I, I did not like how it felt in my hand uh, I didn't feel like it was very ergonomic to my hand and then i started using on pc i started using an xbox controller like like just the standard yeah yeah, yeah. Um, controller and i've just as i've used that more it's like it just feels way more natural i mean the 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 buttons and stuff like take a little bit getting used to if you've come from a playstation controller but but in terms of ergonomics it feels so much nicer having the the joysticks at, at different levels and and just generally the shape of it feels like it fits my hands better i don't know if that's because i'm like older now and i've got bigger hands <laughs> but but the ps5 controller just was not it for me but it's is complete re- opposite for me
2: it's really funny that jasmine has got your playstation
1: 5 because whose is
2: this series oh yeah controller? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's my controller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: Matt just like distributes his I tech f- the I team. I literally fund
0: this team.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we just borrow his unused tech. Um, but yeah, I do I have a
0: lot of it though, so I don't like it going to waste. So, yeah. you know, if there's a no. better place it can be.
2: It's. On, um, I just want to say it's on loan. He hasn't given it to me. It's. It's a long-term loan.
1: Yeah. Um, the PS5 so is can... also a, a loan. Don't worry. Long-term He's not just yeah. giving so, it to me. Yeah. We just. We just.
2: We just keeping them side for him until he wants them back. Although.
0: Again. Although. Yeah. In my. In my mind, the. The Xbox controller is not a part of my life anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. It's good so, to know.
1: Hopefully, uh, I no, can yeah. hang on to the, the PS5, PS5 long is, enough that that's the same.
0: The <laughs> PS5. I want it back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All it oh, takes is time. Not now. All it takes is time. Um, Shell says she went from Sega to Nintendo 64 to PlayStation when the control controllers weren't like a brick in her hands. To Xbox, so she's done the full the full range. Um, Gigi felt that the Xbox controller was so weird when she went from PS to Xbox. Then I went back to PS PS, and now I'm happy to swap between them um yeah so there's a real wide range of opinions there Let i just know, can't go back prefer?
1: to xbox controllers now after i haven't even used this for very long i've only used it for a couple of months and i can't I, I feel like the xbox controller is so big and heavy and like it doesn't feel as comfortable in my hands and i don't have like very tiny hands or anything like i have normal sized hands so i'm not sure like why I, it just feels like the playstation co- controller is more like slim and lighter and i don't actually know which one's heavier in terms of weight but it feels way lighter i felt like that about
0: the ps ps4 controller versus the xbox controller if i was going to choose a controller between those two the ps4 controller the dualshock 2 was like that was great um but the but comparing the ps5 controller to the xbox i yeah the xbox just feels more right to me it's it's funny isn't it because it's a subjective thing but Mm -hmm. But um, it's just funny that it's complete opposites. Like actually using an Xbox controller and preferring it is one of the factors on top of like the Game Pass and, and what's happening with all the games that's made me th- sort of think I should have gone Xbox.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's partly the reason why Microsoft um, developed their own wireless standard for Xboxes. Mm-hmm because you can't use normal bluetooth things with an xbox you have to buy specific things with microsoft wireless which is their own wireless standard so if you buy like a pair of headphones for example that have microsoft wireless they can connect to your xbox but they will they won't work with other things and vice versa so they've kind of locked that down so you they've stopped being able to basically get people to play with a playstation controller on xbox so if you if you have an xbox you have to have an xbox controller is uh is what they've done so yeah it's really interesting um yeah, so let's uh let's go into our next topic then, which is the state of Warzone 2. Um I don't know what's going on. It's such a mess. It just it just feels so strange. Uh constant crashing, J- these I'm just going to list some issues. Um constant crashing, there's a mega quick TTK, time to kill. Uh the RPK still rules the, rules the meta after months uh weapons disappear on the ground. You get constantly taken out by AI that shouldn't be in a battle royale mode. You can't play it when you're running. There's a new gulag for some reason, which no one asked for. Prox chat overlay doesn't work. doesn't pop up sometimes. The UI is really confusing. The movement's so slow. Uh, there's still no stats. You can't even track your stats on the game. Um, Activision said they were going to bring it in. Then they changed their mind. Um, so we now know how, we don't know how many wins we've got. How, what's that, KD? All that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of play, uh, content creators and and players that i watch on youtube who go live on warzone 2 they just seem so frustrated with it and all the changes is stuff that they just didn't ask for um there's been this flip-flopping constantly throughout from from the start of warzone 2 when it before was launched loadouts were gone and then a week later they were back in after some feedback and there just seems to be this this flip-flop and i know obviously I I play, um, I play it quite regularly um, in my spare time and, and Matt used to play it as well. He played Warzone 1 a lot as well. Um, what do they need to do to attract more players? Because I know, Matt, you said you haven't really played it at all. It, no. it, what, what's the reason for that and what, what could they do to get you back to playing? Because I think that's what's happened with a lot of people is they've just kind of switched off from it because it's just not what they're expecting to see from the game.
0: But it, in short, my opinion is and this is my opinion so you know don't don't attack me for it but my in in my opinion the developers did they made a game that doesn't hold any of the values that warzone one held and they so anything that was good it's like they didn't know what was special about their own game when they were gonna make a new one um They've relied so heavily on nostalgia of of Modern Warfare 2, the original, um, that they've lost a lot of the magic that Warzone had. And for me, that's really what it boils down to, is the magic is gone. Um, and the magic, you could say, came from the pandemic and, and all of this. But I got into Warzone after all of that, and I still found a love for it. And it was frustrating, and it was broken, and there was lots wrong with it. But it was simple. It was understandable. There was a clear path to what the skill gap was. So you knew what you needed to do to, you know, you knew what you needed to practice to get better. You knew that if you did X, Y, and Z, you would become a a better player. Um, And now all of those things have sort of been stripped from the game. And that's not to say, like, slide cancelling's gone and all that. Like, don't care about slide cancelling. but, in terms of the movement, the mechanic is it's just so uh chunky. It just feels like clunky and it it doesn't feel it doesn't feel natural. it doesn't feel smooth. so it's not like it's slowed down, but it's smooth. It just feels clunky. Everything feels clumsy, and so for me. What they need to do to bring me back is the first thing they need to do is introduce a, a resurgence mode to make the game a bit more bite sized to be able to get back into it. The second thing that, that I say they need to do is to probably like do something to the movement, whether it's as simple as being able to plate when you run. Um, I I don't I don't know I I don't mind sort of keeping you know a slower movement or or whatnot but it feels like the skill gap is gone and i know a lot of people will then say oh that's because you now have to be really tactical and you have to like position yourself better on the map you had to do that anyway i don't understand that argument like in warzone one you had to if you were going to win the end circle you had to have better positioning than the other person anyway it wasn't like just because i was on the ground and and why slide cancelling and all this like i was gonna win like that's not how it worked but you, so tactics still came into it but they've just sort of lost all of the stuff that that was magic and even launching a game without a loadout in it it's the one thing that differentiated uh, warzone from other battle royales was the fact that you could go in choose your weapons build a loadout and then get it rather quickly and they've had to bring that back in because you know like everybody said before they said that they weren't going to have traditional loadouts everybody said it's gonna you know you, you need to have them in the game and then they put them back in the game because it's like they it's just it's like they don't listen to their fan base and they just do what they want, and then it doesn't work, and then they have to constantly backtrack. Then the game becomes a mess because it, the code is so confusing and big, um, where they've had to integrate different things, or change movements, or change guns, or change uh, loadouts, or you know, they launched the game where everybody was a massive fan of the um, redeploy balloons, and, the, and then didn't put redeploy balloons in, so moving around the map became harder again and it's a bigger map so everything feels slow so when it feels slow it feels really slow and then when you're in a gunfight the ttk is so fast that you just it doesn't feel like there's any degree of dynamics in it for me so all of those things need to change and i just don't think they're they're going to
2: i completely get what you mean about the magic um i think i feel that as well And it's such a shame because the map is so good mm. i really i really like them the map design is incredible for me and the visuals are Mm. are really really strong but the the things that people didn't want if you look at where we were before warzone 2 caldera everyone hated caldera the the map was the big thing that people didn't like they had no issues with looting they had no issues with the mechanics they had no issues with the meta or the guns or the gunfights or whatever obviously there are a few issues but they changed the map to something amazing and then they redid all the mechanics to make you slower and it just doesn't it just uh, why why did they change the gulag uh, Did they even did have they... a
1: demand to change these things no like, one I, when i first saw I think... warzone i thought the whole thing was that people wanted a different map yeah and yeah, it was, so yeah, the the map was obviously the big issue. i don't play warzone yeah. so i don't know the i map feel was like was a big issue
2: if caldera wasn't so bad there would not be a Warzone 2 it would just be call of duty Warzone, and they would just continue to release new maps but yeah so why couldn't they just such...
1: change the map why did they redo all of the mechanics that nobody asked for yeah because I they just don't this.
2: listen to yeah their, caldera their was so bad uh, please back me up in the chat caldera was so <laughs> bad as a map the design of it was so poor our Mazra is so good. I cannot cannot give them enough credit for how good the map is. It's really, really strong and it looks beautiful and amazing and all the visuals are great. But like the 2v2 Gulag, Jasmine, when you die, the Gulag Mm -hmm. in Warzone 1 was a 1v1.
1: Mm -hmm. Warzone
2: 2, it's a 2v2... And you're paired with a random player.
1: Yeah, I think I saw that when Matt was streaming it. And I was really confused as to why, what, why you would ever need to fight with a random player. It just takes, what away what that it
2: yeah, takes, the, takes
0: away what the Gulag is for. It completely takes away what the gulag's it's for. Game? It's supposed to be yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. a 50-50, like one versus one. You've got exactly the same stuff. Who's better? Like, yeah. that's yeah. it. But now yeah. it's like there's, they've just made everything about chance. Which means that you cannot see the path forwards, which means that it will diminish your motivation to play it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's that simple for me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And with the looting system, um, it's so complicated. It's obviously built for a DMZ mode. It obviously the way like you have to put things in your backpack and stuff. It just doesn't fit with the mechanics of a warzone game. Um, I, I still look. I have to put my hands up. I still enjoy playing it. I still think it's a good game, and I still play it with my friends. But is the magic there? I like it was.
1: Do you no, still no. enjoy playing it, or do you? Are you hostage? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if well, it's, yeah, I mean, you get those yeah. games where your friend group, like, it's because I'm. I was the same with League of Legends for years. I don't actually enjoy playing it. It's it's bad. But my friends all played it, so I felt like I had to play it. It was the like thing that gave me a um it gives you that social element to gaming but yeah. no one's actually enjoying playing it it's just because it's what everyone plays is that how it's gonna end up being with warzone 2 because i feel like when Warzone 2 first came out it was like there's so much buzz there's so much hype everyone is talking about it and now like no one talks about it you don't ever see clips you don't ever see anything because the yeah. only people that are left playing it are the people that are being held hostage yeah i
2: think yeah I think the thing that that warzone 2 has got that warzone 1 had that will be that they won't lose whatever they do well they'll try maybe but whatever they do is when you're down to the last 10 people or so if you're with your friends and you're ne- and you go for the win and you you work together as a team and you you get that win there is no feeling like it like the, the way you've worked together as a team you communicate uh, you save your buddy if he's down you go and you go and um the the feeling of that and working together as a team and accomplishing something in a battle royale mode as difficult as Warzone is really strong and the feeling is really emotional and that, that's something that just brings me in anyway. Um but the bits between that and getting to that stage are just but so I
1: feel plenty. like you get that you get that with Fortnite. Like
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know Fortnite's Fortnite isn't Yeah, Yeah, it's not as difficult as
1: Warzone, so you don't get that same satisfaction level. Yeah. But also, you definitely do because you can tell when someone's sweating it out in a Fortnite game. You know what I mean? (laughs) You see them building like skyscrapers in front of you if you're playing in build mode, or you just see them like now that the shockwave hammer is back, like hammering around the whole map. So, when you finally down them, like even if you don't get a victory royale, just when you know that you have like one. A fight, or you're getting third-partied and you're 20 HP and you're down, but you're watching, you're spectating your teammate doing all these like amazing plays, like you still feel great. So, yeah. and you can, there are other battle royale games right now, which is why I don't know why Warzone don't fix it because people will leave them to play Fortnite that you get that same level though. of, of yeah. satisfaction from.
2: Yeah, I think that's what's happened. Yeah. I think Matt Matt did a TikTok about the kind of the Google search uh, of of Warzone two and how it's kind of dramatically dropped since launch. I think wasn't it lower than Valorant and Apex Legends and things? Uh, it was of...
0: lower, lower. So like there was around I think at any one time there's around two hundred seventy thousand people playing Warzone two. Um, there's around three million playing Fortnite at any one time oh, that's a big that's jump yeah there's half a million people at any one time playing PUBG, and that's PUBG. Old, like,
1: yeah oh, wow. i didn't know people even played PUBG anymore
0: no more people than warzone 2.
1: <laughs> that's bad
0: yeah. So, so like, yeah, so we've got
1: the thumbnail right here.
0: They've got yeah. some.
2: Thumbnail's they've, already got, done,
0: some <laughs> they've definitely got some work to do if they want to keep like the yeah. first thing they have to do, the, like without question is, is introduce a resurgence mode.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah.
0: otherwise people will drop off by the end of the year. If they don't bring it in this year, people will not go back to it. They'll be done. But. I think more and more people will will just yeah peter out over the year if they don't do something like bring back bring back a, a resurgence mode. Which yeah,
1: we've got I'm... Thomas saying in chat, "I'm playing Apex for the first time because Warzone Two is in such a bad spot. Yeah. I didn't think people even played Apex anymore." So. <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, sorry, season Thomas. Two, yeah. Sorry,
2: <laughs> um, season two is likely to come at the beginning of February. So we, sh- the leaks are suggesting that a resurgence might, might be coming and some quality of life and stuff. So, yeah. But the bugs that.
1: are even with quality of life. Like the game shouldn't have been released in such a poor state yeah. to begin with. Yeah. It, they yeah, they they
0: well, typically released things too too soon and and mm-hmm. they yeah. they need to they need to sort of stop doing that and just get it right because otherwise people are gonna you know there's only so many times you can do that to people before they're yeah. just like do you know what i don't even care if it's good anymore yeah and they're nearing that point in my yeah. in my view yeah.
2: yeah we've got we've got loads of comments about this thanks so much guys for you for few comments in the chat um tom says absolutely heartbreaking the ai are like terminators yeah i don't know why are they so strong it doesn't make sense why ai in battle royale get them out in the first get place why you...
0: are they there
2: get them out i don't know <laughs> when you first said there. you were
1: dying to ai i was like nathan maybe you're just bad but then i saw t- tom's comment about oh. them being like terminators and i'm so confused they like why you? why are they, they so just, good they just one shot
2: <laughs> you doesn't make sense i don't uh, get tom, it
1: uh, tom says
2: um they clearly built dmz first and ju- ch- just just chucked that stuff into warzone 2 so to- so tone deaf yeah complete completely agree Uh, shell says the price of a loadout is crazy it's like we have to rob a bank to buy one Yeah, um, i was playing the trios last night uh we had about 16 grand went to a buy station it was 24 i was like what just let us have our guns man just let's i just
0: i've just never understood uh, in in what in what military setting would you ever drop into an area without you're already prepared. Without outs. anything,
1: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like oh, we're going to drop you in with a gun and you just got to find, you know, what you can... I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Where's like, the scavenge from the land, logically.
1: yeah.
2: Where's the fun in that, Matt? Where's the fun in that? Yeah, um... but I just, like, I, you know,
0: I'd like a mode where you drop in with your loadout like you did yeah. used to have Plunder and stuff like that. And, like, you
2: know, it's... You, I
1: feel like that, that played... adds another element of meta to the game as well, right? If you, it does, you yeah. If you pick the best loadout yeah. and stuff.
2: Yeah. And have you played the DMZ mode, Matt? I haven't. No, I've only played,
0: I've literally played the game (laughs) once with you when it launched. And I just was like, I like the game, but it's just not been strong enough to pull me back in. Yeah.
2: No one asked for a DMZ
0: mode.
1: (laughs) I feel like they got scared because of Tarkov.
0: Like they thought Tarkov was like the new trend. But actually what was happening was people were getting frustrated with Warzone 1 and they wanted a different game that was sort of based within those sorts of guns and those sorts of, you know. So they went to Tarkov. Yeah. Like that's that's what happened. It wasn't that Tarkov was suddenly a new trend. Um, yeah. It's built a great community, but yeah. but it's not why people were leaving Warzone.
2: Yeah. Uh, Skyrifter agrees. Uh, they say, I love games like Escape from Tarkov, but it's not what I want from a game like Warzone. Lol. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shell says, I'd rather have Fortunes Keep and Rebirth back over Al Mazra. The movement at Speed of the Games is so slow and boring. Yeah, I think you speak for all of us um tom again says all the quality of life stuff they built towards the end of warzone one they just decided to take that away why i just don't get it tom uh we we need to catch up with you at some point mate we completely agree um shell says a caldera is full of bush campers yeah that's yeah absolutely um peak Fortnite uh got another comment in there um skyroves just said, i've been trying to get my friends to play apex he's pretty good but there's like 10 people who play that's what what you what you said, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I like the loadouts expensive right now. I hate getting killed by the sweat to a level of 1,000 with all the weapons unlocked. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's... it's. Um, let's see what comes in Season 2, but it's a pl- pretty bad place right now. Um, right, let's go on to our next topic, uh, which is a big one. I know you have some thoughts, Jasmine, uh, as to why. so this is really interesting. I, th- I don't think, Matt, we've... Gone through this with you, so it'd be interesting to see what you think. But is 2023 the year VR finally becomes mainstream? We have the PSVR2 coming out next month. You'll need a PS5 and a headset. Uh, although it's more expensive than the console. What? <laughs> uh, what? What's the accessory? Is it the PS5 or the PSVR2? I don't know. Uh, Apple might be bringing out their VR ar headset later this year. That's going to be expensive. Uh, Zuckerberg, uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, of Meta uh, fame has confirmed that MetaQuest 3 will be releasing this year. Um, they're meant to be more affordable and better than MetaQuest 2 and will be standalone. The MetaQuest Pro was released last year, made for professionals. Uh, it's mega expensive, but it's made for a whole new way to work, create, and collaborate. Um, that's £1,499. Whoa, that's a lot of money. Um, VR has been around for so long. I feel like I've, I've been trying VR headsets since I was really small, and I I feel that you always feel like there's so much potential there, but it's it still I don't know how you feel, Jasmine, but to me, like I played F one twenty two on VR, and I really enjoyed it for a bit, but it still felt like a bit of a gimmick. It it didn't it 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 doesn't quite it doesn't quite fulfill you in terms of the experience. It just feels like the the technology isn't quite there in terms of the clarity of the image and the input l- delay and the latency and all that kind of stuff. And just the overall experience. Obviously, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is very keen on the metaverse and things like that, which is just Habo Hotel for people who use <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> uh, but it just... VR's been around for such a long time. And in tech, normally... If you look at tvs as a comparison tvs have gone from like 1080p 720 to 4 8k in so quick a time vr has been around forever and it just seems like the technology is moving so slowly um how, how do you feel about that jasmine
1: um it's funny that you say the technology is moving slowly because i think it's actually moving relatively quickly not as quick as we'd want it to be of course but i think it is moving relatively quickly um especially in the past sort of two to three years where we've seen like the resolutions of the screens inside headsets literally go from like not even 1080p to, to 4K now. Um, I think the the big issue with um, VR is obviously like finding that sweet spot to, to be able to to play for long periods of time. Um, that's one thing that I struggle with. I absolutely love VR and I, I will play it like basically every single day but I get headaches so quickly um, and my eyes just hurt. So I end up struggling. And I think that's the case for so many people, which stops it from being like the main gameplay. Um, But I think that as more and more headsets come out, they're always better than the last generation. So I do think that um, the technology is is advancing. Um, And I think that headsets becoming cheaper Excluding the MetaQuest Pro, of course, which is one and a half grand. What on earth? Um, You know, the MetaQuest 2 is relatively affordable. It's standalone. You don't need a a PS5, which is essentially an accessory. You don't need a, a PC. You can literally just buy a headset for a couple hundred quid and start playing straight away. I think it's making it way more accessible, which allows it to become mainstream. Um, so I think that with the MetaQuest Quest Three potentially coming out this year, that could also push that forward, and hopefully push VR to become more like accessible and more mainstream.
2: Yeah, Matt, I'm really interested to hear your take on this because I don't know if you've ever used a VR headset or, or, or purchased one at all. But what would make you want to experience games with a VR headset? Is that is there something that you'd want to you'd want to experience from VR that that you're not you're not quite getting at the moment? Um,
0: I, I think the first thing like is for it not to be made by Meta. Uh, that's, that, that's the first thing. Um, I, I've, I get, I get weird about that. Like I just, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced that, that, that they're all, I don't know. I, I don't want to go into conspiracy theories, but, but like, you know, they, I, I'm uncomfortable with that company. Basically, but um, the
1: the Meta Quest Two was previously owned by Oculus. It was the yeah. Oculus Quest and the Oculus Quest Two. So, was what was stopping you from getting the headset before the Meta acquisition? Do you think uh,
0: just because it was it's way too new and I didn't really I wasn't really that interested. Like I couldn't imagine standing in my living room, sort of like you know, waving your arms tra-
1: around, waving my arms
0: around, <laughs> trying not to. It's kind of like a similar version of why I never bought the Nintendo Wii. Like, it's like, I don't... You never wanna... bought
1: the Nintendo Wii?
0: No, but I never bought it. What? A lot, a lot I think the only person but... in Europe
2: that didn't buy the Nintendo Wii. But, but, like,
0: <laughs> but I, I, just, I just, like, you know, I don't want to... If I'm... When I'm gaming, like, I I don't know. I just, I, it just, the, like... I don't know. I just <laughs> don't sorry. really care. I just don't really care. Like, i just don't ba- really care
2: you're, you're such a little baby in gaming it's so cute, yeah i mean so the I other see. thing i think the other <laughs>
0: thing that would put me off is is i already get a load of headaches yeah um, and if something's going to give me a headache i'm not going anywhere near it uh, i'm a very so,
1: motion sicky person so vr is like my worst nightmare but i still love it so much like yes. i can't even step foot on a boat let alone I put on this vr headset like it's insane
0: i just cannot Get my head around wanting to make myself feel like that, like it's so I much am... fun
1: though it's so much fun that I feel like it's worth it. I'll like play vR for half an hour and then lay in bed for three hours, and it's still so worth it <laughs> it's so fun, yeah, I'll
2: send you some screen recording matt of me playing f one I think with the v r um what did what did you make of that because that was a really good experience i can um... i can
0: I can understand why you would enjoy it and why somebody mm. would enjoy it. I can the understand immersion, it. the immersion. Yeah. The yeah. Experience. Yeah. I can completely understand it. And, and I can completely understand that it, it for certain circumstances, like, like being like, you know, especially in like an F1 simulator or something like that. It's, I, if you've got like a full driving rig, um, I can understand how great that would be. Uh, I sh- I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. I, ca- I can't imagine a scenario where that would benefit my experience. Um, uh, at the moment so you know maybe that will change I'm, I'm i'm open to i'm open to like trying it but i'm not going to go in, out and spend hundreds and certainly not thousands of pounds uh, let's get let's get you hooked
2: on fancy games first yeah yeah one step at a time one yeah. step at a time yeah, yeah. Different, different <laughs> stages. We'll, we'll get there in the end um i mean you weren't gaming at all like two years exactly ago. <laughs> you've gone from that to streamer to content creator to producer so yeah there's there's time yet matt to experience all all the wonderful wonderful facets of the gaming industry um i think that's about all for today folks um we've covered a lot of stuff thank you so much for, for all your comments and for everyone who's been watching um Skyrifter says I love my quest too especially games like Arizona Sunshine and Beat Saber Beat Saber is so fun. Jazz I love Beat can, Saber. Yeah. It's my favorite game. Is so good. I I yeah. literally
1: have so many hours in that game. I've got hundreds yeah. of hours in that game. It is yes. so
2: good. And it's a good workout.
1: Yeah, I burn so, I have like this calorie counter at the top and suddenly I've burnt like I've done burnt more calories than like a full workout. Exactly. Just playing a game. Like I've, There you go. I feel so go. great. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So you
2: can you can enjoy yourself and um you know Experiment exercise well. exactly yeah. at the same time uh, thank you so much for watching i uh, really appreciate everyone's comments and if you liked and subscribed uh we'll be back next week at the same time with some other spicy takes and the latest news from the garden industry uh but for now uh, it's bye for me uh, and i'll see you next week
1: see you later